Welcome everybody, I'm Dre Hurt here live on MonkerRadio.com where music reminds me. You already know me, I'm RC, alongside my guest. He is no stranger to completely damaged radio. He is no stranger to completely damaged TV. He's the manager of the division in the MFPW, and also a manager in Titan Championship Wrestling. The one, the only, my good friend, Mr. Benjamin King. Mr. King, welcome back to Completely Damaged Radio. Always a pleasure to be here, RC. How you been? I've been all right, man. It's, it's, it's been, a, been a little bit, I think, since um, January. Um, how you been since then? Lots of roller coaster, man. It, uh, it really varies how you present that question, because, like, professionally, things have been going great. Uh, I, got, I got myself a crew of guys who have been busting their butts day in and day out to just elevate this business. Since it's coming back, they're even doing more work. And uh, I'm I'm really proud of my homeschool at the factory. They they're taking stuff and they're elevating it and they're doing new things that you don't find at other schools. And it's just it's really on a professional level. Life has been phenomenal to watch. On a personal level, that's, that's a different story. But uh, for now, let's just worry about what's been going on. We can get down to those nitty gritties in a little bit, but uh, I know you got some questions. I know you, you tossed that post out saying that people might have some questions for me, so let's focus on that stuff for a little bit. Let's go ahead, man. So, originally, what was the plan for the division? Well, the original plan for the division was, uh, it's funny. When it was first showing up, it was just kind of like a, a fun idea that me, Travis Jacobs, and the Notorious Mimi, and at the time, Royal Money, uh, started doing at Triple WA. And it just started becoming more and more flavorful. Like, we were just having fun with it. And it wasn't anything too serious. And then Corona struck. <laughs> and shut down the world. And yep. in that time, wrestling just had a pause. Everybody just stopped. And there was this consistent rumor of Fear that the business that you love, that I love, we all love, was going to die. Now, for some, that's acceptable. For me, that was never an option. My son, who is nine years old now, loves professional wrestling. So, as a father, my first goal was to continue what he loves and let him be a part of it. So as time continued forward, I started thinking to myself, all right, I want to talk to a few other members. I want to talk to a few more people and start gathering together. So then I reached out to Shaheem Ali, Rico De La Vega, Deshaun Pratt, and O'Shea Edwards. And they all were like, yeah, man, we're in. Some disagreements occurred, and Shaheem Ali and Royal Money chose a different path. That's their path, and they are killing it right now for, that, for their decision. That's good for them. But in that time, the rest of us continued what we call the movement. Because at that time, as you are aware, we had the Black Lives Matter movement starting up because of everything that occurred. And then on Twitter, we had the Speaking Out movement that started to occur. And I started seeing the ugliness that is not just in professional wrestling, but in our world. So my goal for the division was to take these individuals that I have collected, that I have befriended and now call family, and push forward to better our society. 
by sending a better message that O'Shea Edwards said the best, evolve or die. Either you evolve as a human being, you evolve this business that you're a part of, you evolve to be better, or you simply will die off. You will be pushed to the wayside, and you will not be acknowledged as someone who is strong, someone who has a willpower to be better. And that was the goal of the division. We were dividing ourselves from the waste. And over that time, we became more of a unit, a more of a family, a brotherhood. And in that time, we made a decision that no matter what, we were always going to be tight-knit. We were always going to push for that better, that, that positive image that we wanted to push for. And in that time, Rico De La Vega started doing his thing out in Wisconsin and Chicago, and he got himself a nice click out there, but he's still part of the group. O'Shea Edwards, Ring of Honor, Shane Taylor Promotions. They got a brotherhood. I respect all that they're pushing for. He's still part of the family. Deshaun Pratt running at Super Crazy, and he's making his name get popping fire all over now. Again, he's still part of the family. And then we introduced two members that you are well aware that I've been in relations with before. Hyena Hex, Jafar from the Mouser Factory. Two individuals that we were a family when I first started. So why not extend that hand to bring him into the fold? And it was just something that was created. It was created by me. It was creative influenced by like Danny Cage. And it just keeps growing. And then that was the decision where the division is a movement. No matter where we go, no matter if it's East Coast, West Coast, the UK, Asia, Australia, it doesn't matter where we go. Anybody and everybody can be part of this movement. All they have to do is pay attention to what we're trying to do. Make a statement by standing beside us and show the world they want to better themselves and everything around them. And you could have easily just fell off the wayside because of coronavirus because you had a lot of big things happen in there across seas. Um, I don't want to mention places, but we talked to you, you and I talked, and then Corona hit. You could just, you know, went under that seashell and just stayed there, but you stayed focused, you stayed driven. You didn't let Corona mentally derail you. And I give you a lot of props for that. You kept on with your movement and you kept on making sure your voice was heard. I appreciate it. The one thing I was always told by my mom is I never knew how to shut up. So uh, <laughs> I use that to my advantage. <laughs> nice. So was it you're a big you're a big big guy. Um, how tall are you? Six one. Okay. Was it always the plan to be a manager, or did you think about maybe possibly being a professional wrestler, knowing your size? So that's that's the fun part about the role I'm in right now is that uh, when I first walked through the doors of the Monster Factor, my goal was to wrestle. My goal was to get into that ring, drop a few heads, and do what the business trains you to do. And I. I never had any any thought process to become a manager uh, when I first started. But uh, due to some past injuries and due to uh, them flaring back up and a lot of very unfortunate events uh, stopping me, I, I'm, I've been stuck in this role. 
And believe me, the dream to get into that ring, hit those ropes, throw some lines, it's not dead. It's just, it is that, it's that one item on the shelf that hasn't gathered dust yet. Because you keep taking it off the shelf to look at it, thinking to yourself, is now the day to use this? And uh, for all those who are listening, you never know what might happen. You never know. But as a manager right now, there's so much I can do. Again, like you stated, there is no manager, like not, there is not many managers my size. So there's so many things that promotions can do with me. You got, you got cruiserweights that can fly around, but they ain't going to mess with me. I'll drop them. That ain't, that ain't a problem. Guys that are as big as me, I'll still stare down. Because unlike most managers, I ain't afraid. I ain't smaller than most people. So I can go stare you in the face and have a moment. There's so much that can be done. So it's exciting for me that there is this, there's this book of professional wrestling that has been written over the years. And I am helping a path of a new chapter be written for individuals my size who cannot perform in the ring. But they know how to talk. They know how to do business. So there's a new role and new advantages for them. And that's at least how I want to push myself for. Now, do you, do you have a hit list if and when you can get into that square circle? Uh, yep. I've been trying for the last two years, man. It's, uh, it's like a bumpy road. Every time I go up, there is a down. So, but I got a lot of support. That is happening lately. A lot of people by my side that are pulling me out, making me eat right, getting me to the gym, making me do the right work. So hopefully, uh, hopefully y'all will see Benjamin King stepping into that ring and doing what y'all know he can do. Well, the, your nine-year-old son is enough motivation to, you know, being a father myself, to never stop and keep going one step higher. That's the reason why I was told to be a manager. I didn't stop. Because at the end of the day, he still gets to see professional wrestling. He still gets to see his dad being a part of it. Right. Now, okay. let's talk about it. Like, now the division is a well-oiled machine. Um, why Travis Jacobs, first off? You want to repeat that question? Why Travis Jacobs? What's the first thought that comes to your mind of why? Champion. Because he's inevitably going to be the future of this business. He's planned it from the very beginning. He's big. He's fast. He's smart when it comes to his in-ring work. He knows what he's capable of. But at the same time, he doesn't. There's a reason why I devoted myself to stand by his side. Because I know that he can go far beyond where he's already thinking he can be. There is something inside that I still locked away. That when it comes out, I don't want to quote Paul Heyman, but it's going to be the next big thing. Wow. Okay. And uh, Jafar and I, Hyena Hex, following you again. Why did you bring them back into the fold? Family. Family fight. We know the history between me and Hex, but at the end of the day, we're still family. Brothers fight. Brothers make up. Because at the end of the day, we all came to the agreement that this is bigger than professional wrestling alone. And creatively, Hyena Hex is beyond his years 
And Jafar, he is somebody who has knowledge that so many people that have been here for like 10 years are still struggling trying to figure out. And now we all have places to grow. The guys, man, like, when we were back doing the Prowl stuff, there were just a bunch of misfits trying to make things work. The Prowl, I haven't heard that name in forever, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, that's where it all began. And uh, still shout out to Tiger Watson, man. Brothers are brothers, and in the end, doesn't matter where you go, no matter where you are, no, where you, no matter where you are in life, when you make that kind of connection, <laughs> nothing severs it. So I remember for the Prowl, family, and pineapple pizza. Enough said. That's all I remember. From uh, there's a reason why that group broke up. <laughs> <laughs> man, we got we to gotta have to eat off soon, man. And last but not least, um, now I don't want to say the future. I want to say the now of women's professional wrestling, the notorious Mimi. I tell you, man, when I first walked in into the factory, Mimi was, I think she was only about a year, maybe a year and a half in. The amount of growth, just not, let's, let's take wrestling out of this for just a second. Let's, let's talk about reality here. Just the amount of growth that she has shown over the years, even during COVID. She has become confident. She has been so much more skilled, so much more focused in that ring. Her name is getting everywhere. Mm-hmm. I have never been so proud of somebody with how far they've gotten in just a short amount of time than Notorious Mimi. And though her and Vicious Vicky seem to have this rivalry that lasts 30 matches a year, the fact at the end of the day is that she is beyond talented and there is going to be a billion-dollar company sooner or later reaching out with a paper and pen saying, sign here. And there's no doubts in my mind about that. One match in particular, Trish versus Lita. 100%. We've seen it everywhere, and then we finally got to see it on national TV. Vicious mm-hmm. Vicky and uh, Therese Mimi, there was uh, one match people are talking about that happened in um, the Titan Championship Wrestling, the ladder match. Yep. Were you witness of that? 100%. I was on commentary of that show. Talk about that match, man. <laughs> man, it's crazy. Like, on the side note with all that, I kept telling Mimi in the back, just be careful. Be careful, because this, this was big. This is a huge event. And so much could go wrong. But at the end of the day, she showed me, just Vicky showed me, they all showed me the whole thing was just so well put together and they knew exactly what they were doing it's like it's like being a father watching your kid play football for the first time and you're worried that he's gonna get hit he's gonna yeah. get sacked hard and that kid ain't gonna get up and you're like just be careful don't don't i can't medically help you if you get hurt that's the mentality as a parent and that was my fear for me but she showed just like how my son shows it's like all children show they know what they're doing they know what they're doing, and she showed that she is capable of flying high like the angel she calls herself. Simple as that. So you said earlier, um, family feeds family. What does that mean to you? We are all one in this business. I don't care if you're working for um, MFPW, Titan Championship Wrestling, or the WWE, or AEW. It doesn't matter 
what letters you're working under. We're all in the same pool. We're all swimming in the same water. And the only difference is, is that there are people who want to help this business grow. And there's those who just are in it for themselves. My theory of family feeds family is something that I started talking to with O'Shea Edwards, who would talk to Shane Taylor. It's the same concept. When you do good, when you push for your brother to get get that 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 get that notice, to get your sister that notice, to get your family, you're trying to make everybody be able to sit at a table and eat. That's how you do it. It's like a big Sunday dinner, man. There's so much in this business that we can all get a bite. The only thing is, is that there's people that are selfish. That's not family. Family is like a big, like I said, family is like a big Sunday dinner. There's a place for everybody. Question is, are you going to sit at my table that I'm feeding you everything you need? Or are you going to sit at your own table and be alone? That's the difference. So what's the difference between cash and Benjamin King? When it comes to that, absolutely nothing. If you take Benjamin King and you have him push all he does and you work with him, you're going to get fed. If you're a good man to Sean and his son, you're going to be fed when you walk into my doors. At the end of the day, I will make a pot roast and I will feed every person and I'll starve myself to make sure that everybody else is taken care of. That's how I handle my life and that's how I handle my business. So let's talk about June 26th. Uh, what's the game plan for the division now that we're back in full swing in Paulsboro, New Jersey? Master optional. Fans are going to be there. We have a loaded card. Um, in particular, we have Unstable with Dr. Carl versus Jafar and Hex with you in their corner. We have Mimi's Open Challenge representing the division. Just those two alone. We had Travis Jacobs in, match, in action. Just with those three matches in general for the division. What is your game plan? My game plan is to do the exact same thing that I've done since the very beginning in all this. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to stand behind my family. And we want to get work. We're going to put Unstable to work. We're going to walk through that crowd. That crowd that we've been waiting a, over a year for. We're going to walk through that crowd. We're going to take in that moment. And Carl, yeah, he came back. I know you love Carl. I know you do. And he has no idea what Benjamin King has planned. He has no idea. It's, there's a lot. There's a lot happening inside my head that I'm communicating with my people, and we're gonna handle unstable the way that we've always handled unstable. This you can change the name from the proud to the division. At the end of the day, we got unstable's number. He's a doctor, but there's sometimes a doctor can't fix a patient, and a doctor can help somebody. A businessman knows how to do business. All right. So not only do we have, a st we have those three top matches going on, but we have the return of Tommy Macklin, Steve Macklin from WWE, coming back home to the world-famous Monster Factory, gunning for what he had when he was here. 
the MFPW World Championship going after Royal Money. These guys, they might not have, they're both underdogs. They both were in tag teams. They both were so that they wouldn't make it to the top. They both were like a sidekick for be a tag team. They both proved people wrong. I was talking to Royal about this, and I feel like Royal doesn't have to win. He needs to win this match. He needs to show that he belongs on the top of the food chain. Steve Macklin, he's been there. He just signed with Impact Wrestling. He has a lot to prove too, though. He has to prove that WWE made a mistake. And he's not one of the forgotten ones. He's here to stay. What are your thoughts on that matchup? And knowing that they both, you know, came from where they came from. When it comes to money versus Macklin, that is a, there's no way you can miss it, man. That's going to be a blockbuster hit, and hit being the strong word in that phrase. They both cannot lose that match. They both can't. As you stated, all, all the trials and tribulations that they have both gone through, and both where they are at in their careers, neither one can lose that match. Royal can't lose that match because he just gained the MFPW, the MFPW title. He can't lose. He, he has to make a point that he is now the lion in the MFPW. He's the king. Uh, on the other hand, Macklin can't lose. Macklin just signed with Impact Wrestling. Macklin is just really pushing that single career on a new platform, he can't lose. There's so much on the line, and like that title, that title's important. Mm-hmm. But what comes with that title, what comes to that, what comes with that victory, that right there is far, far more valuable. That's my opinion. Now do, now do we see a return of Mike Spanos, who was part of Macklin with Inflex Appeal? You haven't seen him in a while since the since the, re, the the reunion show. They they they're tight. He's from Jersey. Does he show up? And in case Royal brings back up, we have no idea what can happen in his matchup. We do. We, is the title going to go to Impact Wrestling? We've seen that before. Like with the tag titles at Marco, yeah. you know they took it on Impact. Like we have no idea what can happen here. Best part about it is, man, you ain't going to get the answer from me. You have to go June 26th to watch it live to see what happens. You got to go get yourself a seat or buying yourself a ticket. I mean, for all you listening, it ain't hard to find. You go on Twitter, you go on Instagram, you go on Facebook. You just type in Monster Factory LLC, and I promise you, you'll find a link. It'll take you right to those tickets. They ain't that expensive. Pick one up, bring the whole family, buy yourself seven seats, get as close to the action as possible. Because I can tell you right now, concession stand is open. Masks are optional. You got the chance for the first time since March of 2020 to live as an actual fan again. Take advantage. Say that again, man. Take advantage. Because Actual I can tell fan. you now, man, if you've never been to a show at the Monster Factory at full capacity, whoo! Brother, there's nothing like it. <laughs> Seriously. 
and you get to actually meet and greet the guys too. Like it's not just you go and you leave. You can like shake them hand their hands. That the wrestlers will actually acknowledge you. Get there. You can take pictures with the. You can take pictures. You can shake their hands. You can get autographs. I'm more alert, more certain you'll be able to buy some merch if available. Like there's a lot that's going to be happening, and it's literally just over a week from now. Take advantage. And just to give a plug, this Saturday at TCW, Titan Championship Wrestling, Travis Jacobs is going on one-on-one with the heavyweight champion Steve the Monster Mac for the heavyweight championship. There are still available seats for that. That ain't far. That's right over in Tom's River, guys. You want to buy those tickets? Want to do it again? You go on Titan Championship Wrestling Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You find that link because it's always posted. Click it, buy seven seats, get as close to the action as possible, and be a fan. It's been a year. It's been mm-hmm. almost two years. Take advantage, guys. Right. And Travis just got back from uh, being in Maine. Mimi went and a bunch of others. Dr. And Maine, had that, uh, Maine, he was at Massachusetts. They were everywhere, man. It's awesome. It's growing. Now, here's a question for you. Um, Steve from Ohio asks, through this whole pandemic, what was the one thing that you learned about yourself personally and professionally? Professionally, I have a strong knack for business for somebody who's never went to school for business. Personally, I have a lot of demons <laughs> that, I have, that I have been fighting for a very long time. That's been very hard for me to deal with. And uh, being stuck in a house with four walls that look very similar, you got to fight those demons. Man, if you, you ignore them long enough, they become stronger and stronger to the point where <laughs> you practically going to end up fighting a Tyson of demons. Mm-hmm. And it ain't going to be a pretty fight. Yeah. And you need to re- re- remember who your friends are and your purpose. Because sometimes that is so dark that you can't see it when, when you are going through stuff. Truthfully, though, during this pandemic, it really revealed who, who were loyal, who weren't. Mm-hmm. I know that feeling, yeah. 100% with that. And then you realize that there's acquaintances, and then there's a, a, hand, a, hand, a hand of people, not even like four or five people that you can really trust, trust. And that's all you really need as we're getting older. As you know, we're pushing 30s and all that. Like, that's all you need in life, man. You just need your ride or dies, two or three people that you know will be there in a heartbeat for you. The rest is cool to say hi to, but really, let's just be honest, you know, it's just the how's it going? The people that are willing to drive with you, and then you got the people that are willing to drive and pay for the gas. Correct. Yep. Yep. So, um, how was it performing without fans? And talk about the excitement that you just did a little bit about the fans returning, man. Because without the fans, man, watching it on TV, I can only imagine how hard it would be to perform. For me personally, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to perform without fans because at the end of the day, I love the talk. 
I love opening my mouth and letting the noise of words come out of it. Like, that's just been my shtick since I was five. So it doesn't matter, like, it didn't matter if people were listening, because, like, like, again, I spent, I'm well, 31 right now, yeah. I spent 31 years of talking with people ignoring me. This wasn't different. Now I'm just louder. <laughs> to the right. point where people and you get paid for it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's, it's nice because, like, without the fans, I honestly think it was a blessing. And a lot of people might disagree. But I think without the fans, it made everybody in this business have to step up. They had to perform in empty arenas, in front of cameras, and they had to sell themselves. Because you know how the product is, man. Like, you go on TV, if you can't deal with it, you're switching it off. You're turning... You're going from Monday Night Raw to watching Chopped on the Food Network. Like, you change your opinion of what you want. You gotta sell, but you gotta sell every time. Yeah. So that's gonna be the real treat when fans come back. Like, I can tell you right now, like at the Monster Factory, the the energy you get from that company is always palatable. I got to experience it with fans at Titan and it just draws a different energy, man. It just draws a different being from you. And then, yeah, the factory's had a few people show up. They've had, they've had a lot of few fans show up wearing masks, taking the precautions, but it's not the same. Because the fans, when they are unleashed, they forget the wrestlers, forget the promotion. When the fans are unleashed on the promotion, on us. It's a yeah. whole different environment. Right. And I am excited to see what's going to happen. Now, before we talk about Titan, um, the Monster Factory, I like to call it the new school. Because you got new trainers. You got a new mentality. Um, I want you to talk also talk about, to talk about that, talk about um, the Monster Factory Arena. The, the new YouTube show. Mm-hmm. So first, let's talk about the new school. Of the factory now with the new trainers in, in there and your thoughts on everything going down. So for me, again, my personal life has kept me away from the factory a lot more than I would care to admit. But with that said, I do occasionally pop in. I do occasionally reach out to some people and seeing how things are going. They show me videos and I see Danny, I see some students and I see growth. Dude, it's it's insane when I tell you there is so much happening. Missy is killing these kids. And they are smiling afterwards. Daddy is killing these kids. And they're smiling afterwards. Ricky, on Sunday nights, 8 o'clock, he's killing these kids. And they're smiling. Because they are giving them reason to grow. They're pushing them to a boundary, and they grow. Because they keep pushing, they keep making them exactly what the factory is said to make, monsters. Yeah. And when I tell you on Monster Factory Arena, RC, there is going to be some, some problems. 
they're truly going to be for this business, and I can't wait to see them unleashed. Do you have your eyes on anyone that's not in a division that you think could be the next big thing? Minus Always. Travis Jacob. Always. Oh, you want names? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you right now, uh, there are two names I have been very interested in when it comes to people that have been there for a minute and who are just getting their feet in that ring. For me personally, Daniel Alexander will always be somebody that I see as a brother and somebody that I would always want to be part of this. The man has a good head on his shoulders, but he also has a lot of love for this business. And I can tell you right now, me and him have had some conversations, and there's going to be, there can always be some chemistry made out of that. Outside of that, Westfield Kelly, the problem. That guy is just getting his feet in, man. He's just started off, but there is so much potential coming from that guy. He is going to be a monster in that ring. And when he fully comes to his potential, he's going to be exactly what he says, a problem. And one thing we're lacking, which we not, we're not lacking at the World Famous Monster Factory, is characters. You, where can you go when you have a clown, you have a guy who wears a kilt, you have a mob guy, you have everything. Everything that you want, you have at the World Famous Monster Factory. And you have, a, you have guys who are bleeding for you. It's their blood, sweat, and tears going into this. They're giving you not only their character, but they're giving you their story. That's what I love about independent wrestling, man, because you got, you got so much to lose, everything to gain in this business when, when, you're, on, when you're on the bottom trying to work yourself up because you're trying new things out. Well, 100%. Like, I'll be real with you, RC. When it comes down to it, there is a group. Other than the division at the NFPW that has, when I say made ripples, that's a heavy understatement. You might really know them. They are called the Golden Era. That yes. is Goldie, Sean Venor, and Wet Brett Waters. <laughs> I can tell you right now, man, if anybody is listening, and if you have never put your eyes to these three boys, when this is over, go and just look them up. Go to anywhere. Girl. YouTube, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Watch their videos. Look, they can get heat because I'm not a lot of curse, so I can't tell you exactly how people view them, but I can tell you they're worth every second. Simple as that. And Kevin Kelly loves loves Goldie, so <laughs> That's the conversation between him and Goldie. I ain't getting involved in that. Exactly, right? <laughs> so what can fans expect uh, if they didn't see the Monster Factory Arena? What can they expect? What can they expect? They can expect the Monster Factory to deliver. They, they can expect that no matter what they might have not seen, first off, it's always watchable. You go on YouTube, you look up MF Arena, you'll find the arena shows are always being posted every Sunday or Monday, and they will be shown. You always can be able to catch up on what's going to happen right before the next show. But I can tell you, man, this is only the beginning. 
just wait until the next show comes around. There's going to be so much more happening. That's awesome. And you never know who's going to pop their head in. And that's the best part. The knowledge that can come, not just from your trainers, but from your trainer's friends, from other friends. That's a, that's a very important place where you guys train. A lot of people know that place. And whether it's WWE guys coming in and training before they go live on pay-per-view you, or seminars, if you want to learn, this is the place to go. 100% agree with that. Now, this show is airing on Monday. So yesterday, it was Father's Day. What does being a father mean to you, to, to your nine-year-old boy? Everything. Absolutely everything. Just, I'm, I'm going to get real with you, RC. This is something that, uh, this is something I don't, I, I share, but I share within my circle. But that boy saved my life, man. When I had him, I was 20 years old. And I can tell you now, I was contemplating suicide. I was planning to take my life away. That boy saved me. I legitimately owe that child my life. And growing up, I never had a father. My father abused me when I was a kid. I, had, I, I never had that role model outside of my grandfather. So I had to learn to be a father from day one with him. That was the one job my dad couldn't do. So I'm doing everything for him. That's the whole reason I started wrestling. That's the whole reason I have such a drive in life to do better. To never stop talking. I tell him the same lesson day in and day out. Never stop what you love to do. And if there is a day that you feel like you stopped loving what you did, remember why you started in the first place. Passion can come in and out. But there's always a reason why you found that passion. That boy is going to grow up to be a good man, and I'm going. To, I, I don't. I don't care how people judge me. I'm going to take a little bit of pride here. I'm going to pat myself on the back because he is going to grow up so much different from most of the kids his age. Because he's going to grow up with a certain quality that some kids nowadays just don't have. And being a father, being a single father, like I don't. I don't got a girlfriend. I don't got a wife. I don't got a relationship. I'm by myself taking care of this kid, but it's almost as if I have done something that I never thought was possible, and that was succeed at raising a good child on my own. That speaks volumes. I appreciate that. By the way, ladies, if you're listening, I am single. I am willing to talk. Let's let's do it. You know, we're, I'm going to be at the end of this. I'm going to be hashing my name out there, so feel free to reach out. Just saying. Yep. One eight hundred damage. One eight hundred damage. Give me a call. We'll hook you up. Uh, speed, speed dating, tagmewrestler.com. We got it. Everything needs a queen, ladies. That's true, man. And it could happen live on the June 26th at the Paulsboro, New Jersey. You, you can interfere, and this is one match he won't, he won't, he won't disagree on interfering with. <laughs> and that, like, that's so true what you said about being a father, because let's just be real. There's labels out there, and you know, people like, you know, whether, you know, any label, autism, um, you know, stereotypes with, with uh, being an athlete and your gender specific, how you feel about being a gen- certain genders. It's all about who you are as a person. Um, being a father of a son who ha- is on a spectrum, you never can give up because my son was diagnosed and now he's in kindergarten and he's blowing out the water, man. 
It's all about getting the help that you need, not sitting there sulking and saying, oh, man, this stinks. Going out and doing it, having a, having a tag team partner who will pick you up when you're down. You did it all on your own, man. So I commend you for that. And there were times when I could be straight up honest, when I, di- I didn't realize it, when my wife did. You know, so we got the help that we needed. And now my son's blowing it out of the water, man. He's talking. He's, you know, doing math. He's writing so much better. All because we got the help. We weren't afraid to reach out. And that's the hardest part of being a father. You got to push. That's the goal at all, man. You got to push and you got to be, you got to embrace the uncomfortability. You got to embrace the change in life. Right. Say it all the time with the division. We are change. Be the change. That applies to everything. Right. And I don't care how many times they taught me what the capital of Thailand was and put me in the hospital. You know, whether they kicked me just messing around or they poke me in the eye and I can't open my eye the next day. And I got to go to the eye doctor and pay a copay that I don't have money for. They do that smile. And that's all you need at the end of the day. 100% agree with you, man. And that's the best thing that keeps me going. And hearing your story, that, that kept you going. And no one will really understand that until they become a father themselves or a mother themselves, I feel. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> so that, let's move on to, to um, Titan Championship Wrestling, man. How did you get your start in that company, and what do you enjoy most about it? Honestly, man, uh, I started off with O'Shea Edwards. Then I started working with the Notorious Mimi, and... The creativity that comes with that brand is through the roof at a new level. And I think, like, they're a new company, so I know they're, they're finding their way around. But when I tell you, man, they are something to pay attention to. They are, they are dividing themselves from everybody else. And I can tell you, I'm excited to see what chapters they're going to write. And this Saturday, when Travis Jacobs takes that title off of Steve Monster Mac. That's a prediction. That's a spoiler. That's whatever you want to call it. It's just the truth in the end. Titan Championship Wrestling is going to be elevated to a brand new level. So let's talk about that. Um, what are your plans for the division in Titan Championship Wrestling? We're going to bring the best out of the competition. We're going to challenge every competition, every athlete, every title, every division. We're fighting the competition. We want to elevate everybody. Like, everybody wants to claim to be the best in the business. I've said this from the beginning. I'm going to say it again. Everybody wants to claim the title the best. And not many people have the shoulder space or the shoulder strength to carry that title. Yeah, you can hop and you can pop a light heavyweight title over the shoulder, a heavyweight title over the shoulder, a tag team the women's, you can do it all, but at the end of the day, the title the best, a hard title to keep. Because once you become the best, everybody's going to try to prove you wrong. And that's, that's what the division's about, is that we are going to challenge anybody and everybody that says they're the best. Because once we walk in, you'll know what the best looks like. That's true. So we got... 10 more minutes left of this, this interview. Um, I wanted to ask you about traveling. Um, what are your plans now that we're opening up again, um, dealing with your work and dealing with professional wrestling? Where do you hope to travel 
the near future? So there's a lot of promotions. Uh, the other day I posted up a video. It's a little highlight reel for all promotions to look at. And I've been sending them out and we've been getting some bites as of late. Bites everywhere from the Midwest to uh, the West West <laughs> and a few places over in the Eastern uh, Coast. We got, we got Rico De La Vega, who is about to travel Travel somewhere really, really nice. I can't really tell you where it is, but I can tell you it's a beautiful place to be. And Osha Edwards is running around, as you stated earlier, Travis and Mimi, Jafar, all these guys, they're traveling places like Maine and Massachusetts, and it's just it's amazing. And I do hope I can start traveling with them far more often. Like I, I want to get to the Carolinas. I want to get all over to California, to Washington State. I want to be in Florida, man. I just miss the sun. I miss the beach. I miss all that. But I can tell you, with the world opening up, a lot of gas mileage is about to be popping. <laughs> My car about to be working harder than it's ever done. <laughs> right. And it's good, it's good that you work where you work, because now you can get a discount get your car fixed if you need to. I can, I can get a toad. For a right? Box. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and you know, they got to pay to someone to, 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 uh, to dispatch it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damage. So recently, um, we went through some cuts in WWE. Um, some cuts that are going to be questionable down the line, I think. Um, there's a lot of talk about potentially WWE selling and... Uh, some people that got released are going to get rehired in the near future, just like Samoa Joe did. Who do you think, who are some people that you thought that were let go that they're going to be shaking their head and, you know, and then that person's going to get the last left? Samoa Joe was definitely on that list, and I think they were very smart in what they decided to do with him. Um, right. Though as much as I would love to see him do more in-ring action, I think that him being a mouthpiece and the authoritative figure that he's being, it's a great role for him. As for people they have released, man, that, that list, those lists, they bother me. Because it's, you guys, you got people like Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, Braun Strowman. You got these names who, there's, there was so much potential for them. Even, Bron, like, the problem I have is, like, Braun Strowman is a phenomenal athlete. When he was with the Wyatt family, nobody knew what he was, but a big dude. And then they took him off the Wyatt family, threw him into his own character, and he was literally the monster among men. And that character was beautifully placed together, especially his fight with Roman. And then he went downhill. His character devolved into comedy. And he just never recovered. I personally think that him being released, as shocking as it was, even though I think personally that was the best thing for him. Because I believe that man, he needs to sign himself right over to AEW or New Japan. He's a big dude with athletic ability that can easily get over. I think Alistair Black, same situation. I think that they need to literally either go one way or the other. Maybe his wife can be able to work with him again, and like work with him, and they could be able to do something together. You got Buddy Murphy, who, you know, they dropped the ball with him. Yes. 
from the dead. That guy. Stream matches that you can think of that, that he can do now. I challenge anybody to find a bad match Buddy Murphy had. That wasn't meant to be a squash. Yep. Find one. Same thing with Alistair Black. Find one. Simple as that. Can't. Now, I know Daniel Bryan wasn't cut. He, he was end of his contract. Where do you see him going? If anywhere. I think for now, I, I feel he's going to end up taking some time with family. With Bree and his kid. I think I can see him taking some time. Because, like, he's been wrestling for a long time. Right. And he's had a lot of issues. And I think that how they wrote him off was well-placed. Uh, where I would like to see him go, I would like to see him in Japan. But if he's going to stay in the States, it would be interesting to see him go to, like, Impact Wrestling. Not because, like, yeah, he he's a big draw. And I think that if money is not the thing that keeps him going, I think Impact's a perfect place for him because there's so much new young talent that goes to Impact to get to the next levels. Because, like, Impact's, like, the AAA of the major leagues. They are phenomenal. Pro- like, I ain't gonna lie. Me and my son watch it every time it comes on. Like, we love Impact Wrestling. We've loved Even it. the promos with Cutler and, and, and the Jameson. That's yeah. well played. So, it's like, for us, we loved TNA. Well, I love TNA. He, he, he grew up when TNA was starting to turn into Impact. Right. But, like, I loved the product, and it grew and grew, and then it became what it is today, which is honestly a stomping ground. You get a mixture of a little bit of everything there, and there is a lot of people that are are an impact that need to get that contract other places, but they're doing stuff with AEW, which has been beautifully done. It's not taking away too much. It's it's interesting. Um, yeah, man. There's a lot of talent. And Ruby Riot, I, I just need to see her go and be a star somewhere. Personally, I think Impact would be good for her. Just because they their women division seems to put a spotlight on every woman that's involved. It's not just the same four and then cycled through. It's right. everybody got a spotlight. AEW, there's a little bit of, like, you get, you get it, but, like, AEW has a lot of stars. Mm-hmm. Very easy, but they have three YouTube shows. Right. So it's like there is potential to get on one of those shows and get spotlighted on that show. It's just, it really depends on how that company organizes everything. Because I feel like what with all the people they gathered together, they need to separate it, separate their rosters. Like there's the Dynamite roster, and then each individual YouTube show has their own personal roster. And they have money to make titles for each roster. Yeah. And so, old man, like one title per. Yeah. That's that. Now we see Paul Wright doing commentating. We see uh, Mark Henry now going to take over Rampage. That's they it. are both far from done in the ring, in my opinion. Mark Henry looks amazing right now. And that's what Do I you see them returning to the ring? 100%. I, I see them working like Sting, where every week they're just, they're just doing their thing of being a presence. I think sooner or later you're going to get yourself a Mark Henry match. You're going to get yourself 
a big sh- a, a Paul Wright match. You're going to get those things, but it's we should not ask for that to happen now. That is something, save it for a year or two from now. One match, if you're going to have a big event, like let's say double or, no- double or nothing next year, boom. Mark Henry or Paul Wright have a match. Right. That's it. That's what you wait for. So out of the release superstars, who would you love to see as a seminar at the World Famous Monster Factory? Ooh, that's a rough one. Uh, <laughs> you pick two. Pick two out of all the released. Uh, honestly, I would say the Iconics for female uh, really? stars. Yeah, man, they... They're charismatic, man, and they are both phenomenal in-ring workers. Like people, people put them down because they're like the catty girls, but they are both. Like, look up YouTube videos, brother. Like, they are both phenomenal in that ring. If you are given the leash, take and take it away. Um, outside of that, Buddy Murphy, hundred percent. He's a big he's a big dude who knows how to work the ring. Like I would say Alistair Black, but like I just feel like Buddy Murphy with the with his Alistair Black had a certain combat style in the ring. Buddy Murphy did too, but Buddy Murphy's was more relatable to a lot of people that are working in the indies right now. So I feel like Buddy Murphy would be better for them because that he'll show them how to polish what they've already learned. Right. Black would show them new things, and I think that right now a lot of people just need to polish what they're doing because they're getting a lot of spot fest right now. Right. That should probably be changed up a little bit. So before we go, um, what's the last words you'd like to say to the fans out there listening? I got two, and this one is coming from professional, one is coming from personal. From a professional standpoint, embrace the change that is upon you. Professional wrestling is returned. It is still returning, but it has truly returned. And we are going to start seeing a lot more opened up. We're going to see a lot more events. And we're going to see a lot more of what we used, what we used to know return with it. Take advantage of that. Because we never... The, the, take the lesson learned. At any moment, it could get taken away. You cherish what you have. Why do you have it? Now, on a personal level, and this is this is something I strongly uh, support. Uh, I mentioned it earlier about suicide. For all those who are listening, if you are having a hard time, if you are struggling, if you are waking up and finding a hard time getting out of bed or finding a reason to eat or just simply questioning those dark thoughts at work, get help. Talk to somebody truly who will listen. Not... Not to give you advice, who will listen? There's a lot of people that are willing to listen, but then they'll try to fix you. You're not, you're not there to have somebody fix you. You need to learn to fix yourself. And the best way to do that is to get the help that you need. And take it from somebody who is still struggling with his demons. And no, this, this, is, this isn't Benjamin King. This is Kayshawn Marsh talking to all of you. I love each and every one of you. Get yourself help and know no matter where you are in the world, you've got somebody rooting for you. 
Well, Cash, I respect the hell out of you, man. And uh, I always appreciate your friendship and always appreciate your support for Completely Damaged, man. And uh, thank you for your time today. Anytime, man. Anytime. So remember, fans, don't keep it nice and neat. Keep it completely damaged on Moncarator.com where music and minds meet. Completely damaged! Completely damaged!